Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Rob Caruso, a vice president with Compliance Discovery Solutions, a service provider that offers defensible discovery support for law firms and corporate legal departments. Hi, Rob. How are you? Hi, Ari. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well and looking forward to speaking with you today. So tell us about your background and role at Compliance Discovery Solutions. I began in the automated litigation support and e-discovery world in New York in 2003 and needing to come out west with family. Uh, my wife is from the Southern California region and so uh, moved out in, in uh, about 2006. And so I've been out on the West Coast running our West Coast work since then. Mainly with compliance, I did a little sabbatical with First Advantage litigation consulting as well. So a lot of international experience. And we've evolved over the years to become a full service end-to-end e-discovery and managed review firm. At the recent Corporate Legal Operations Consortium Institute, you were promoting the company's discovery as a service offering. What is the genesis of that initiative? The genesis really was the idea that time is of the essence all the time. Clients were getting upset at the idea that they had to pick up the phone, sometimes get a bid, and lose hours or days before they could load data and get it going. So Discovery as a Service is a, we enable clients to uh, do a variety of things, but one of the big things is to, from, it's a desktop to delivery solution. We basically opened our investments to clients so that they can do the work themselves. They can still lean on us to do it, but it's instant. They can load data themselves. They can process data themselves. They can load to work. They can load to a relativity workspace and start reviewing literally within hours if it's a small da- small enough data set. And we're basically removing many steps that it used to take to get work done to get the e-discovery process done. We basically allowed people. We set up a workflow and we allowed people to kind of run their own show because that is increasingly control is a big factor for a lot of law firms and companies. What are the advantages for compliance discovery solutions to do this and for the clients to take on this effort themselves? For a law firm, the advantage is the ability to insource and still keep your litigation support professionals busy and working actively and lower your costs because, uh, you know, we're doing this for as little as with a three-year deal and enough size, as little as $2, $2.25 per gigabyte on all-inclusive. And that also means it's predictable. So there's a predictable cost. So instead of a, a big law firm or a small law firm who needs or wants to use Relativity, so by the way, this is built on Relativity, Brainspace, and Nuix. Instead of a, a law firm having to make those investments, buying their own SQL servers, buying into Relativity, even Relativity 1, we've basically carved out our own version of that with all our add-ons and all our innovations within it. And we let them do everything from front to end. The other advantage is security. That is for a company in particular. So we have a client actually who is using DAS. It's a law firm. 
and they have a corporate client that said this would be a great idea for for one particular case. So it's a very flexible model. It doesn't have to be everybody's doing it themselves, but it can be certainly where, you know, you've got a law firm who says, geez, our relativity license is running up. We want to lower our costs and keep profit so that we can still keep our professionals busy, either our paralegal teams or whoever that's running the show, keep them busy. And then in particular for a corporate legal department, the security of knowing all your data is in one place. We have a primary data center, SSA 16 tier four data center in Philadelphia Naval Yard. And then we have a hot failover with, with about eight seconds max data loss at a tier four gold data center in Vegas. So, you know, we've gone through all of the security bells and whistles. We can answer a lot of questions on that, but that everybody at a company would know, hey, we work with this company, all of our data, all of our discovery data is sitting there. And now we're also building business intelligence tools on top of that so that you can start to learn from how did your law firms do on this case. So, you know, everybody wants analytics. Everybody wants to have predictive ways to understand how things went, how things are going to go. I mean, that's built it right into, you know, billing systems currently where, you know, you got to predict front of the month, middle of the month and the end of the month. And so, you know, law firms and companies can use this, you know, a law firm can use it to sell themselves like, hey, you know, we did this white collar investigation because we built all these analytics on top of the multiple workspaces and the projects you have going within DAS. So you could say, well, geez, you know, we did this in this amount of time. This is how much it cost. We got great results from our workflow and the workflow that we partnered with compliance on. And, you know, I'm sure we'll be able to handle your internal investigation, your IP litigation, whatever it is, we'll be able to handle this at a really, at a great rate at an efficient pace. And, you know, that, that's a big thing. But again, security is a, a big factor. So I think it's security, cost and control over everything too. Even if a company buys into it and they say, hey, you know, such and such a law firm and, you know, Johnson and Smith, go ahead and use compliance and then tap into this system. It still allows for control because the company can look from a 10,000 foot perspective and see, okay, these people are doing this. We've got all these users, for instance, we've got all these users enabled and user X, Y, and Z haven't even tapped into the database yet. We're paying for this. Let's disable them. You know, we try to automate a certain amount of it, but we've been pretty passionate about letting clients control what happens within it. Most of the clients are doing a really great job of it and they're learning a lot from it and they like what we've done. Who's likely to benefit most from discovery as a service? Certain size legal departments are great candidates for this, like corporate legal departments. If they've got enough business litigation and they've got they've got enough investigations going on, they're great options because, again, the the predictive nature of the costs, like you basically buy a certain amount of space, you have a file server, a SQL server and a terminal server. And we allocate and partition off an environment just for that client. And you, usually heavily litigated clients understand about what they will face in a given year. And so they can set a fixed cost deal to make sure that this gets done and done well. 
those are good potential clients there. So they would benefit a great deal. The other great beneficiary are up-and-coming law firms, maybe with at least a few offices or more, even regional law firms. Those are good options. The large law firms, definitely we've got them as well, and they're good options too. But a lot of times the big mega law firms are, have just basically gone with relativity or gone with like either relativity one or they've gone ahead and gone with just buying into relativity. And they see that as the way. It might cost them a lot more, but you know, so many of these big law firms, like top 50 law firms, have, have come to a point where they're doing so much in-house, they're almost another discovery solutions provider to a certain degree. I mean, some of them are going out to actually sell what we do, and that's fine. But I would say the firms that know they need and want relativity, but clients are increasingly cost sensitive. Even the biggest clients, any one of us, even individually, don't want to overpay for anything, period. And now, granted, service providers, it's a little different. It's not quite the same. But there is a way to get the same service, the same high-level consultative approach, and the same infrastructure build out. In fact, a better build out in some cases, because as we understand, these fi- some of the fixed cost competitors we're against are missing a few steps that we've built in, like that ability to upload um, using Aspera. Basically, the, the greatest beneficiaries I see is it kind of in those, in those models there. How does this effort align with the company's other offerings? You know, we kind of have a project management centric approach that is based on all our years focused on management for managed document review. The managed document review world that we spent many years in before we invested internally and built upstream an approach toward e-discovery, we spent a lot of time seeing databases and systems that were good, but could have used some extra things like a privlog builder. We helped a proprietary software build out a privlog builder internally many years ago. So our management approach is, is really the central piece of all this. And when we've got some of the additions that we've built into relativity that benefit the document review process, which is part and parcel of this whole world, which is you're going to take certain steps toward reducing data and and getting it down to hopefully what's most relevant. But there's inevitably, with the proliferation of data these days, there's inevitably stuff that's not relevant, that's not responsive. And then the privilege aspect of all that, you need to review documents. The managed review piece, when we step in, is it's a critical piece and a very valuable piece of our offering. And when we've got literally the entire project management team aligned, we have managers, all of our project managers on the managed review side are relativity certified ad- administrators. They're very high level relativity people and they work arm in arm with our e-discovery project management team. In fact, some cross over and do both. So that adds tremendous value because we're always looking at that end game, which is, you know, document productions, privilog productions, and, you know, whatever that is, either to the DOJ, to the other side, to the SEC, whoever that is, we've dealt with all those things many, many times over. And we've seen data come through databases for doc reviews in many years that where we've said, geez, this is all, you know, this is 
half of this stuff we can remove because we understand this kind of case. We understand what the government tends to be looking for in these things. And everything in e-discovery these days is how can you go from a big swath of ESI of varying forms and get it down to only what's most important to whoever's asking for it. And that's a tricky process because I think we all think it's that easy, but that arm-in-arm approach and that kind of end-to-end project management-centric approach where it's really all hands on deck for our, our organization. Everybody has a seat at the table between review and e-discovery. It goes a long way. What does the emergence of strategies like Discovery as a Service indicate about the evolution of the legal market? I've been an advocate of doing fixed cost concepts and fixed cost based projects of varying sorts for many years. That goes miles with a finance group that legal has to report to or a law firm has to present to a company who's going to bring it to their accounting group to say yes or no. It helps a lot. In most other worlds, we've been able to at least get better and better. I also think that data software infrastructure continues to go down in cost. So that means you can leverage more great tools that are out there and come up with ways to do it for a little less. But the way I see the legal market going is if you're not innovating and you're not in the driver's seat of innovation in some capacity, you're really just starting to fall by the wayside. And counsel and service providers and uh, all the various people in the legal landscape have to adapt because the buyers, the end buyers ultimately dictate everything. And that predictability is a huge factor. The other factor is that while predictability and and, uh, a cost-effective approach is important, people don't always want the cheapest necessarily, but you would like to feel you're getting good value, even if you're not paying top dollar, but people still want to feel that they're getting value, that they're communicated with, and that they have people who know what they're doing. I think self-education is another big thing, too. So we do this as part of ACEDS and uh, being a certified e-discovery specialist. Part of that is self-education, is getting out to read things, to see seminars, being able to sell a business case to a company either through the law firm or to the company directly, is vital. You know, this is important and here's why. People could potentially also get more information from it. You know, they could use it as a business intelligence tool, like a backward-looking way to see what's going on in the organization. It could affect all sorts of departments. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Rob Caruso, a vice president with Compliance Discovery Solutions, which is a service provider that offers defensible discovery support for law firms and corporate legal departments. Rob, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Ari. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.